Hey, Lowell listeners, if you're looking for something just a little bit different in your Irish merch, why don't you head on over to the HLS store? You can reach it by going to herloyalsons.com slash store. Check out all kinds of different designs for t-shirts, masks, children's apparel, sweatshirts, stickers, magnets, you name it. Our T public stores probably have it. Again, head over to herloyalsons.com slash store. I am not. All right. Now that we're on break, I will address the chat. I am not getting up from my chair away from my drink away from the mic to bring in the fucking elf that's wearing a notre dame helmet i put the picture on twitter it's in the hls discord that is plenty all right we good all right good (laughs) (sighs) jesus Hello and welcome to another edition of the HLS Picks Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Ritter. You can call me ND Tex. And as always, you can catch us live over here on twitch.tv slash Sons. And make sure you subscribe to the podcast over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you happen to get your podcast feeds at. Make sure you join us in Discord. That is our live chat channel. And of course, you can always find us at herloyalsons.com. And well, I, I'm wearing my, my Wonders hoodie. I'm getting all the gambling reason for the season in me right now. Eddie, somehow we made it. Maybe we're going to have champions in these conferences. Maybe we won't. But uh, here we are, sir. Well, we're, uh, we're making it up as we go. We've already had one uh, interim champ game replacement. I, fuck. It's, I, I am very curious as to how many bowl games actually get played because I think there's going to be a lot more canceled coming. Yeah, and that was actually uh, the the discussion Eddie and I had off the air uh, afterwards was, hey, um, you know, bowl games are this weekend. What are we going to do? It's like, oh, well, let me see how things, you know, develop over the weekend because nobody was slated in those games. And it turns out the first one that was supposed to be played uh, involved your ponies, Eddie, and and they got they couldn't play due to COVID, and now the whole game's canceled. Yet they moved their opponent UTSA to another bowl. So, with that being said, there is way too much craziness going on. We are going to punt bowl picks, except we're we're assuming the New Year's Six, which barring some kind of clusterfuck and a half is where Notre Dame will end up playoffs or no very likely playoffs. Uh, So, so we're just, we're just going to do it then. And and I will try to keep up on tally site. Uh, Maybe some other HLS folk will, will join me as well. But, uh, and also y'all, I ain't going to lie. I'm fucking running on empty right now. So (laughs) I don't want to, I don't want to track it. It's uh, it's, it's been a hell of a year. I mean, (laughs) you've we we've got one bowl still being played in frisco texas but it's not the frisco bowl it's the new mexico bowl i mean that that alone and there's going to be we may not we'll discuss it more the rose bowl may not happen at the rose bowl which is all kinds of insanity to begin with um 
Yeah, it, it, it's just incredibly super weird. And and one of the things, and I really think you're going to hear more about it now that the season is going to officially be over. I mean, I'm tired just doing podcasts and like managing pandemic life with kids. I can't imagine what it's like for a college football player right now that can't see their friends, can't see their family. And they're like, oh, go to a bowl game where all the fun events are going to be canceled. Uh, maybe there'll be some gifts there. Maybe it'll get shipped to you. Who knows? Shipping right now is a constant clusterfuck. So who knows how that's going to work? I mean, I, I, w- I would pass. I mean, if it was, if it didn't mean anything, wh- why would, why would you care? And there's a yeah. lot of teams that are going to be like that. I, I completely understand the teams that have opted out already. You know, you haven't been able to go home and see your family for six months. I'm not going to fucking Mobile, Alabama for a fossil watch. Right. Like, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I completely get why people are packing it in. Uh, you know, you've got as many cancellations as we've had this week. Our, our buddy Jack has been screaming from the mountaintops. Look, if it's not a conference championship game this weekend, why are you even playing it? Just shut it down. Right. It was a fun idea that we were going to have like a full week of football before. I mean, we already knew what the reality probably was going to be. Uh, but man, now that the reality is here and it's staring us in the face, uh, and also I think when we had all those thoughts, we had these pleasant dreams that the nationwide outlook outside of college football was going to look a little bit different than what it looks like now. So, uh, yeah, uh, so we're, we're going to punt, uh, we will, we will have content. We will definitely do some additional picks. There will be a sim of course, around that time, um, but yeah, that, that that's what it is. And so that means today is going to be the day where Eddie and I wrap this little regular season bet between the two of us. $100 on the line for Extra Life. The loser will make said donation. So Extra Life wins no matter what. Uh, that is done to help fight pediatric cancer in honor of a fa- sons of family friend named Avon. Uh, so what we're going to have, we decided, hey, let's go out with a bang. You know, whether or not some of these games happen, we decided the best thing we could do is let's pick the games that absolutely are going to matter. So we got 12 games. We're going up from our usual eight. We got a 12 pack. We're graduating. I know I've been drinking more, Eddie. I'm sure you're drinking just as much as I am. Uh, so. there's, there's been a little bit. Uh, so, also, before we start, okay, uh, go. why don't you vamp a little bit while I turn on my local recording? Because I totally forgot about it oh oh i should have checked okay so this is gonna be fun to edit <laughs> yeah sorry about that well uh it's do, okay do, do. i could cut it up it's it's gonna be funny half of it's gonna be from zoom audio and the other half will be from eddie's actual local audio now now we're recording now i apologize we're going, all right yeah so we're gonna tie uh we're all tied up right now 49 54 and one so we're gonna pick every conference championship game there is another game that maybe will have some playoff implications, so we'll pick that one. And we are also going to pick the Commander-in-Chief trophy, which is actually happening for the first time, I don't know, since I've been alive for damn sure, since most people have been alive, after the Army-Navy game. <laughs> so with all that said, let, let's crack open that 12-pack, Eddie. What do you say, sir? Let's go, baby. All right, so... We got two days of football to pick for you. We're going to go in chronological order. We will start Friday, in which we have the Conference USA Championship. 
UAB takes on Marshall. Marshall, your five and a half point favorite. 42 is the total. Who do you got, Eddie? Give me the thundering herd of Marshall. Look, UAB is terrible against the number. They're two and five against the spread this year. They've only played one game since Halloween. And that was a game that they barely squeaked by Rice. So I don't think I'm going to be throwing in with the Blazers this year. <laughs> Give me Marshall. I was I was actually surprised uh, UAB was was the other half of this game. Look, the the feel good story of them being able to make a conference championship is is so dead and gone now uh, after coming back from the dead. Um, Marshall had been undefeated for the majority of the season. They've been playing really, really good football. I just can't see UAB keeping up. Uh, this again, it, it's an easy pick for me as well. Uh, I am going to go with the Thundering Herd and take and lay those five and a half points. Next up, if you want to know how broken my mind is, I'll, <laughs> I'll explain to it after this. Ball State and Buffalo are going to face off in the MAC championship. Buffalo, a very strong 13 and a half point favorite, 67 points is the total. Eddie, I kid you not, when I saw this, this is how broken my brain is. I was like, really? A team with BVG coaching made the MAC championship and completely <laughs> forgot it was Bowling Green instead until I started looking things up. It was indeed, yes. Yeah, I'm like, oh man, this is an easy pick. Uh, no, so it's a little bit harder. Uh, but a hat tip uh, to Ball State, who participated in one of the most bonkers plays of the season that didn't count because of a forward lateral uh but we had wonderful lateral goodness and if i remember correctly it was ball state trying to do the comeback lateraling craziness and western michigan ran onto the field do i have that yes. right or i have it reversed yeah well both teams ended up on the field it was some real stanford cal vibes uh but, but yes ball state was the one trying to make the comeback and failed yeah, and they failed. It was hilarious. And my favorite part of that whole thing with the referees, like knowing that there was an illegal pass at some point in there, uh, just like, no, we're going to let this go. We're just going to see what happens. Nobody knew who could tackle who. Nobody knew who was legal. It was beautiful. Ball State scored. They would have won the game. Alas, they didn't. Uh, but in seriousness, look, Buffalo has been playing some super, super solid football. Uh, I am going to go ahead and stick with the favorite here. I'm not going to mess around. I don't know if there's any kind of motivation or stuff, but as far as the Mac goes, it's been Buffalo and pretty much everybody else. So go ahead and give me Buffalo. Who do you got, Eddie? Yeah, we're going to a best player on the field pick here. Jarrett Patterson, the running back for Buffalo, is really, really, really fucking good. Uh, Ball State averages about a buck fifty allowed on the ground. I think that Patterson is going to easily get past that. So, yeah, give me Buffalo here. Yeah, I feel like there's very, two very easy picks, or at least logically easy picks out the gate. Here comes the fun one, Eddie. <laughs> we mentioned that um, there was a little bit of a substitution, and that happened. Of course, it was the Pac-12. Of fucking course, it was the Pac-12. Featuring the number 13 undefeated Southern Cal Trojans against Oregon total is 64 and Oregon is in this game because Washington the champions of the north who printed t-shirts by the way that they won the north <laughs> I mean they did they're not wrong I, I, I kind of love that like you you play a handful of games and you print on a shirt I love the hustle I really do and honestly in this this year 
you might as well do it. I, if I was a Washington fan, I'd actually grab one of those suckers. Like, look, we never got a chance to prove we couldn't win the Pac-12 title. It, it should have been us, man. It's like a good old we could have won state story. But anyways, exactly. <laughs> so Southern Cal, the three point favorite in this weird substitute Pac-12 craziness. Who do you got, Eddie? Well, sadly, I think we're going to stay hand in hand as I know that noted Trojan enthusiast Ryan is going to take Southern Cal. But here, I sadly am also going to take Southern Cal. They're playing really good ball right now. Oregon hasn't looked good all year. Mario Cristobal's name is coming up in a whole lot of rumors, so you got to wonder if he's got a foot out the door. Uh, Folks aren't particularly happy with him up there anyway. Uh, Cliff Bar side slide rule is killing the game right now. He's playing great. They finally realized that the Pharaoh is very good at catching footballs, and maybe they should throw to him. And Amon Ra's been fantastic the last couple weeks. I hate doing it, but I think Southern Cal's the right play. Here's an interesting little stat for you, Eddie, because we actually have a handful of tickets on this game. Yeah. I, I think it helps that it's a Friday night game. Well, we got 73% of the tickets, 94% of the money on Southern Cal. Lots of Southern Cal enthusiasts. There's actually, and in this year, getting over a thousand tickets on a game is is like a fucking miracle for that actually. On, on Wednesday, yeah. Exactly, on Action Network. Because, look, I think a lot of people are, are punning their usual, uh, I know I have been, the usual degenerate habits. Here, yeah, here's... Uh, just real quick, uh, on that exact point, Richard Johnson, who uh, he's one of the Banner Society guys. Uh, actually, I guess he left Banner Society with the Moon Crew guys. Uh, he had an article that I saw today. I can't remember what it was on, uh, what website it was on, but it was a cool article about how weird the betting year has been mm-hmm. and how books have had problems with it. Experts have had problems with it. We've had Betters problems with obviously it. have had problems with it. <laughs> uh, so I, I definitely advise checking that out i think his uh twitter is rj writes uh so you can get it off there but it's uh it was worth a read i'll definitely have to check it out i know i'm following him so uh with me being on pto i've been somewhat unplugged from the twitter machine but uh yeah that sounds right up my alley uh but you know aside from that talk with with the major major public action on sc the other thing to note is this line hasn't changed. It opened at three and it's sticking at three right now, which makes me a little bit nervous. And there's the whole, I mean, I don't know. Like if SC can put together a complete football game, like they, they'd be blowing the doors off competition, right? I mean, they're by and far the most talented team in the Pac-12. It doesn't seem like it's even particularly close, to be quite honest. And then you got Oregon coming in, who's looked really, really hapless and who has absolutely looked like a mess. But I'm wondering if they don't see, like, I know there's Mario Cristobal rumors going out, but they thought their season was dead in the water. Now they get a chance to really cause some chaos, and all of a sudden, in a season that looked lost, you have a chance, after being ranked preseason, to win the Pac-12, to win a conference title, and to go to the Rose Bowl. Wait, wait, no, they can't because it's a semifinal. But you can go <laughs> to a New Year's Six game. And for that reason, and because it's the money, and because I knew Eddie was going to think I was a Southern Cal enthusiast, I'm finally going to go against it. We're going for the win here. Fuck you, Trojans. Give me those uh-huh. ducks. 
You see, I knew that you knew that I knew <laughs> and picked Southern Cal precisely so that you would fall into the trap of picking the ducks. Ha ha. Oh, oh, my sound doesn't work. Damn it. I was going to Inception sound it. Fucking hell. <laughs> Fucking hell. Can I have that in post? I don't know. I'm probably not even going to try. All right, let's move on to Saturday. So we got two games that are not conference championship games. This is the first of them. One is going to be for the commander and chief trophy. And the other one is going to be for playoff implications. And that is number five, Texas A&M as a 14 point favorite against Tennessee. 51 and a half is the total. And here's the thing with A&M. I, I, I keep feeling like they're, they're teetering on the edge of, and, and I really think the app comparison is it's one of the Notre Dame teams that w- was in the past that have made the playoffs that are really good at, at, at some level, but everything's got to break right for them. Well, I tell you what breaks right from them right now. They're playing a Tennessee team whose coach is on the hot seat. I saw something on Twitter where, you know how they have that rock that uh, people paint like messages. <laughs> the <paint> yeah. <laughs> so they, they, they put on their fire Pruitt. It kept getting painted over and they put on there again, fire Pruitt. We have more paint than you. <laughs> that was great. I love that. God, college football, just the best dumbest thing that has ever existed. It still remains dumb. It still remains awesome. And look, if I don't think the Aggies really have a shot at the playoff, I think the best way they have a shot is is Notre Dame has to be Clemson pretty convincingly. I think the committee has shown that um, they're really cool with the four that they've they've had for the entire season because there's been so little movement going on around the rest of the league. The group of five getting just absolutely fucked in the standings. So. The only way it's going to happen is Notre Dame beats Clemson and Texas A&M just absolutely crushes Tennessee. That's the only hope right now. That's about it. So, um, yeah, they scare me. This team really scares me. Um, but I'm going to take the Aggies. Giggum, who do you got, Eddie? Yeah, I'm on A&M as well. Tennessee sucks. I just They've got nothing to play for. Like you said, Jeremy Pruitt's about to get fired most likely. Um, we've we've seen that everything going on this year hasn't stopped people from firing teams, especially in the SEC. So I think he might be just about donezo. And like you said, AM does have an outside shot. Uh, so they've got something to play for. Uh, Tennessee can go down in history as the only Power 5 team that has ever been scored on by a girl. Shout out to Sarah Fuller last week. Oh, that's, a- that's right. Yeah. Dude, that was awesome though. Like they, I think the coolest part about that was they were they thought it was cool too, and they were taking photos with her post game. Like that was really awesome. Yeah, no, it was awesome for her. But uh, this guy, yeah, this Tennessee team just sucks. I still think it is both hilarious and criminal that A and M is a top five team right now. But they're certainly better than Tennessee, and they're certainly two scores better than Tennessee. So yeah, give me the eggs. Yeah, uh, it, it was funny. I saw some strength of schedule rankings. They by far have the toughest strength of schedule. And look, Alabama will do that to you, <laughs> for one. Uh, but, I mean, they've had a murderer's row, and they've survived. Uh, Florida has also helped that. And uh, what didn't help was that 20-yard shoe chuck that Florida did. I think that kind of fucked them pretty good. <laughs> good. I mean, that has to be, that tops the the piss miss from last year, right? Uh, no, see, I... For me? Well. 
I mean, it depends on how you like the hilarity. The 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 pissing thing was just so out of left field. It, it caused a a butterfly effect that maybe you could blame the pandemic on it if you really want to go <laughs> go crazy. Because after the the world was normal from that moment on, and all of a sudden, dude lifts up his leg. Uh, in a rivalry game, and and then the world just goes to shit. Both coaches get fired that coached in that game. You get the fucking pirate at Mississippi State. You get Lane First Kiffy. Kiffykins. Yeah. yeah. Like, like the, the two most polar opposite crazy-ass coaches you could have hired, you hired both of them in that situation, which was, look, God bless it. It's absolutely amazing. But yeah, um, and, and, and just the pure hilarity. Now, the shoe chuck... The the thing was, Florida was already doing so many things to shoot themselves in the foot in that game. I, it just seemed like another one because they had a really terrible pass interference before that that let LSU mm-hmm. get a touchdown. So it just felt real Florida, man. It felt like this was a, a matter of time because you also had Dan Mullen calling the stupidest timeout of all time because I am still not convinced LSU actually had their entire field goal unit on the field and Mullen bailed their ass out. So uh, yeah, I have no idea what that timeout call was. <laughs> yeah. For me, the reason that this one tops it for me is the celebration penalty was just a bullshit feelings ball penalty. I think that I've made my stance very clear on celebrations and I, there should not be a flag ever. If you don't want them to dance, don't let them score. You dance, you get, you score, you get to dance. Right. Exactly. But this, like, it's not even, I mean, we have seen gamesmanship of, like, somebody may kick the ball a little bit further away or sort of knock somebody's shoe a little bit as they're running back to the huddle and make it look like, uh, oh, it was an accident, my bad. Dude just fucking chucks the thing about 30 yards right in front of a ref. No, it was How it was 20 yards. We got an accurate description from oh, the we, crew. <laughs> I just, what are you, how do you think that's going to go, my guy? I just so mind-numbingly dumb. Yeah, it was. It and was. It, I remember watching it live. I'm like, "What the fuck did he throw?" And then I saw those flags come in. I'm like, "It belonged to somebody." <laughs> yeah, and we. I'm, I'm sure we were gonna get to it when we got down to that game. But since we're already off the rails now, the fact that Florida only dropped one place oh, is such a fucking travesty. Like you lost to a 23 point dog who had maybe two thirds of their team there. They they shouldn't be in the top ten. They should have dropped down to like fourteen for that. It's infuriating. Yeah, and Mullen, I, I agree. Of you know, talk about coaches that need to just shut the hell up and quit digging deeper. <laughs> Mullen, good God, dude. Oh, if we just played less games, we'd be better off. Shut the fuck up, dude. No, I don't think that's the problem. If if that's your excuse to losing to this LSU team, and look, not only that, LSU gave up 600-plus yards in that game. Uh, but we, we need to stop getting too much into Florida <laughs> because that pick <laughs> will really be hard. But uh, anyway, let, let's move on. So now we're, we're heading to the Big 12 championship game where Oklahoma clawed their way back in. They're ranked number 10. They're a five-and-a-half-point favorite against number six, Iowa State. <laughs> I'm laughing because the team that beat them is ranked lower than them and they have two losses. But anyway, what what does it even matter? Who who gives a shit about rankings? Everything's fucked. Uh five and a half points OU is favored. Fifty-eight is the total. And look, um 
Oklahoma, if you haven't been paying, I, I fell into the trap not too long ago. Go back a couple episodes where I'm like, oh, use defense sucks. They're not playing good football. And I picked against them. I paid the price. Eddie picked them. He did not pay the price. Well, OU had a couple of bad stints, and one of those involved a a just brain fart in a rivalry game where had you had multiple overtimes, and that's kind of skewed the stats a little bit on the defensive side of the ball. Honestly, the Grinch has uh, really been doing a decent job overall. If you take the entire season, and again, you're in the Big 12, I understand that the, the bar's a little bit lower, but they haven't been doing half bad. Spencer Rattler looks a lot more solid. OU's been hitting their stride for a while. I don't know if they're top 10 good, like the, the committee has them, but look, the, the committee is just all kinds of fucking weird right now. But what I do know and what I do feel is that OU is the best. Wait, hang on a second. That's your pick, isn't it? Uh, sure. It's supposed know. to be. Well, I gave my hand. <laughs> well, it doesn't matter. I'm I'm on the Sooners as well. Yeah. Uh, I just realized that playing... the last moment. God. <laughs> uh, like you said, they've been playing much better, especially defensively. Uh, you know, a lot of people will point to Iowa State has beaten Oklahoma once. They won 37-30 in the mm-hmm. first, I think it was like week two uh, of the Big 12 playing. We've talked often about how hard it is to beat a team twice. It's especially hard to do that to a coach like Lincoln Riley. I think he's a very good coach. Uh, they've got a lot of talent on that team. Iowa State has been playing very good ball. I mean, Brock Purdy, he's he's doing he's doing a hell of a lot and you know, their their main threat, you've still got Brees Hall there at running back, who's been fantastic all year. That said, Oklahoma's playing a lot better defensively, and I just don't know if Iowa State is going to be able to keep up on the scoreboard. So I'm taking the Sooners. All right. Well, I guess I might as well pick three in a row so we can get back on the, the proper cadence here. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this this one should be easy, though, before I hit the break. It is the Big Ten title game. Number 14, Northwestern. Number four, Ohio State. Ohio State, a 20-and-a-half-point favorite. Northwestern and Ohio State are coming in here with a 57-and-a-half-point total. And, folks, Northwestern is involved in a game that has a total near 60. Where the fuck do you think those points are coming from? <laughs> It ain't them. (laughs) Look, Ohio State is also in a weird position because who knows? This committee could just say, oh, fuck all. Let's go ahead and put A&M in. We'll run back Alabama and A&M. Who knows? Look, Ohio State still got something to prove because they haven't played, you know, more than a handful of games. They're going to try to show that they are the best team in the Big Ten. They're one of the best teams in the nation. They have the horses. They got the studs on that side of the ball. All the dudes, whatever you want to say. I'm not betting against them against Northwestern team. Look, congratulations, Northwestern. You managed it to, to get enough wins to win the, the, the division, which honestly, admirable. It, it really is. They played good enough football to get there, but they have not really played many teams with the pulse. And now you're running into the, the fucking juggernaut. So have fun. You're getting your ass handed to you. I will lay all those points for Ohio State. Who do you got, Eddie? Yeah, this uh, this doesn't seem like it's gonna be fun. <laughs> I kind of wish that were you. Did you ever watch The Prices Right? I did. Yes. I, oh God, yes, man. Anytime I was sick, yeah, and I was at home. Oh, you know that was on the TV. 
I kind of want the Yodeler game right now of climbing to see how many points it would be before I would take Northwestern. <laughs> and you just fall off the fucking cliff. <laughs> yeah, like I think at 28, I'm still laying. Once you get over 30, it gets a little dicey. Like 34 and a half might be the tipping point. I don't oh know. Oh, God. But uh, yeah, Ohio State is way better than Northwestern. This <laughs> like is by a mile. <laughs> yeah, this is this is going to be a bloodbath. I think. All right. Well, there you go. Those are the first six of this six pack. We're going to continue to get weird. We got some more Group of Five coming up. We got the SEC title, and uh, I hear Notre Dame plays in the conference now. All that after the break. Loyal listeners, as we head into the holiday season, I want to remind you of a charity effort that I do outside of HLS called Gaiman for Avon. This is done in honor of a young man who fought against leukemia, but ultimately lost his battle at the age of two. So help me support the Blake Shelton Cancer Research Fund, which supports the hospital where Avon received care, the Children's Hospital Foundation of Oklahoma City. You could do that by going to extralife.ndtext.com. Again, that is extralife.ndtext.com ndtext.com and you can find out more details there including additional streaming efforts that have just a little bit more fun to make your donations well worth it again get those donations in extralife.ndtext.com for the kids for avon All right, we are back and uh, we start off with what is clearly the most important game of the weekend it is for the Commander-in-Chief Trophy, Air Force, two-and-a-half-point favorite over Army, who just came off of the first shutout of Navy in the Army-Navy game since, if I remember right, the 60s. A beautiful total. Oh, we got another great total here. 37-and-a-half is your total. Oh, boy, was that game so way under. It, it looked like, uh, I mean... We were under 20. Oh, God. I, I felt things, Eddie. I felt yeah. things during that Fog of War game. <laughs> it was it was a disastrous weekend for me for the most part. But I somehow the under 38 was the safest bet on the card by a mile. Unbelievable. Oh, man. All right. Well, there we go. That is that is your spread. That is your total. Eddie, let, let's reset. Let's get on the proper track here. Who do you got? Uh, this line just hit me real weird. I was expecting Army to be favored. The fact that they're a dog was really surprising to me. I get that Army's offense is not blowing anyone's skirt up, but <laughs> you look at who Air Force has played, and there's nothing really impressive on there. I think Army's defense is extremely good. You know, again, Service Academy Unders is the greatest investment strategy that the economy has ever known. I, I'm taking Army. I, I'm taking the under. I'm also taking Army. Oh, Eddie. Oh, boy. Do, do you want some more investment happiness to, to make you feel much better about this game? What do you got? I got over 800 tickets placed, which on a Wednesday in this season might as well be 3,000. I got 79% of the tickets and 71% of the money on Air Force. Yeah, that I, I don't <laughs> get it. I'm I. I really do not get it. Did everybody forget like that army was ranked in the top 25 and it wasn't like, okay, part of it was because they're the only team playing right now. But the other part of it was they were like, holy shit, they're scoring a lot of points for an option offense. Like 
this team is not bad. Look, and Navy has had their problems, but what they did to Navy was a fucking clinic. I, yeah. I, I was even legitimately surprised about that. Now, I am very bitter because Navy should have scooped and scored if fucking covered and given me a two-game lead over Eddie, you motherfuckers. Okay. Ryan, 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 we need to do a little math lesson here. I, I, I know that you've been doing the virtual learning. I don't know if your kids oh have gotten to subtraction yet, but the spread on that game was seven. The final score of the game was 15 to nothing. Do you know what happens when you take one touchdown, seven points, away from 15? Ryan, you're left with eight. Do you, do you know what and happens eight, when you have a scoop a and bigger, score? When you have a scoop and score momentum change. And you actually not, get some confidence. Like, when they fucked that up, they were done. You're I, still so you're you're thinking that then Navy would have realized how to play offense. No, Learned I'm thinking I'm thinking math, that it would have been. You can't argue with math. Get your momentum bullshit out of here. <laughs> Fucking hold that L. All right, whatever. Fuck you. All right, look, we're we're hold both on the, that L. We're both on the same side here. We're on who I believe will be the commander in chief winner this year. It will be Army. Um, yeah, the, this line, I, Eddie, I had the exact same reaction with you, and that was how in the world is Air Force favored? And some books have Air Force at three points right now. This game was a one-point uh, spread in favor of Air Force. So Vegas is like, uh, what we got to get y'all to do to bet on Army, which makes me a little bit concerned. But uh, yeah, you're giving me nearly a field goal here, and I think Army's going to outright win it. When you see me on tally site, I'm picking them straight up. So yeah, give me Army. All right, next up, we got the number 19 Raging Cajuns of Louisiana Lafayette taking on the Chanticleers of Coastal Carolina, ranked number 13, a three and a half point favorite. And, and y'all, I am here. Here is my general prediction for how coastal fears right now or, or that feels fears ugh, can't talk feels. <laughs> i do a podcast i told you i'm running on empty i'm not fucking lying i i can barely talk but look coastal has been playing just incredibly fun insane football that win against byu was awesome they show not only is their their offense they can just control the ball whenever they want and they can make even solid defenses just beg for mercy and start tapping um louisiana they have also been a fun team they've gotten some great wins but i love the way coastal's defense is playing i am in love with that offense i i honestly think like uh vanderbilt if you had a good head on your shoulders, you would have invested in a kind of unique offense instead of stealing our defensive coordinator, you fucks. Sons of bitches. But instead, Coastal gets a benefit, and uh, I'm going to take them here. They've been, they've been fun to watch. They've had a great season. And even when they haven't played good, they end up clawing back, and usually they fuck around and cover so much. Uh, they're, they're just a damn good football team. And look, there's the other part of they they have to make a statement again. They are they are trailing Cincinnati right now, who is number nine, who we will pick later in the AAC championship game. But they got to make a statement. They're going to try to get another ranked win on their belt. And even though the committee it seems to just just hate fun, I'm going to go ahead and take Coastal. Who do you got? Yeah, this uh, you know, even last week against Troy was another 
bonkers game for Coastal. And even when they could give up and they could let everything go to hell, they keep fighting. They just claw back and win games. They play fun football. They just they do. They yeah. play fun football. Yeah, no, I'm I'm on Coastal here. You know, you get the game at home this time. These two teams have already played once. Coastal beat them by three at Louisiana Lafayette last time around. Now you're at home. I I just they they kind of feel like they're on one of those blessed runs that I just I do not want to have a ticket against Coastal right now. I I am 100% there. All right, let's head over to the Mountain West where we have a matchup in which Boise State is in the game, but they're not the ranked team here. But Boise State still a six and a half point favorite against number 24, San Jose State. Look at that. 56 point total. Who do you got, Eddie? San Jose State, 6 and 0 on the year, not only in their win loss record, but against the spread as well. All these kids do is cover, and Boise has. I've lost more money on Boise, I think, this year than any other team. To hell with Boise. Gimme San Jose. Here's an interesting thing the line opened at nine for Boise. So they were they are a big favorite, Eddie. And then guess what happened? <laughs> Everybody said that's wrong. <laughs> yeah, 59% of the tickets, 86% of the money went all the way over to San Jose State. And there's over a thousand tickets so far, according to Action Network. So look, I've been doing a pretty good job about fading <laughs> the, the public and sticking to it. But um, that that was a major course correction to go nearly an entire field goal. Uh, there's there's very much a oh okay nobody took that bait huh? Uh, please bet Boise, please bet Boise, please bet Boise. Um, not taking it like you said, San Jose State. They've been playing awesome football. This very much feels like a name recognition line. Boise has not been playing that great throughout the season. Uh, so yeah, let, let's write the hot hand, man. Give me San Jose State. Uh, finish out one hell of a season. Uh, it's it's crazy to root for the underdog that's actually ranked. Like one of the few things that the playoff committee got right, even though they're like fucking around on the bottom twenty five, whatever. All right, next up we got number twenty three Tulsa, number nine Cincinnati in the AAC title game. Cincinnati a fourteen and a half point favorite. Forty five and a half is the total. And I have been high on Cincinnati this entire season. Ritter has has been a much better quarterback. That defense has been so incredibly solid. But I that hook, that fucking hook, man. I I, I cannot see fourteen and a half being what they cover by two touchdowns. Maybe give me thirteen and a half. Sure, maybe I'll consider it. But I I just think this is. Somebody's got to play spoiler this weekend. And, and when I'm looking at this, the only chaos I picked so far is Oregon. So I'm going to lean towards some more chaos here. I'm going to pick Tulsa to cover. I don't think they're going to win. Uh, but as a good old Lee Corso would say, closer than the experts think. Who do you got, Eddie? I can't believe this fucking bet is going to come, come down to the USC game. Oh, my God. On, no way. I'm on Tulsa, man. I, the total's what, 45, 46? 45 and a half. You don't lay a three-score line with a line, with a no. total in the 40s. It's just too many points. I, I feel terrible for Cincinnati, and obviously if either team is going to have motivation, it's going to be Cincinnati because, again, got to make that statement. 
But Tulsa is a very solid football team. And Cincinnati is not a offensive juggernaut. You know, this is just I I think this game probably a 10 point game. But uh, yeah, we're uh, we're kind of ride the hurricanes, I guess. Yeah. And here's another interesting uh, point that I, I didn't have it scroll up and I wanted to mention this. Uh, they they very much have the ticket, and there's not a whole lot of, of bets on this game. There's just under a thousand. Sixty one percent of the tickets, eighty percent of the money are on Tulsa, and some books have them from going uh, opening thirteen point underdog to a fourteen point underdog. Like weird ass line movement right now. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Stinks. Something stinks. But um, no, I, I can't take. Look, Cincinnati is a good team. But they are not three scores good. Can't can't do it. Can't do it in this one. All right. Well, I think we both know where we're going to go with this next pick since we you, you kind of showed your hand a little bit there, Eddie. Uh, but number one, Alabama, a 17 and a half point favorite against number six, Florida. Seventy four and a half is the total. I mean, this is fucking big 12 numbers here. Uh, who do you got, Eddie? I get it, Saban. I'm sorry. Okay? <laughs> I'm fucking sorry. Please stop hurting me. Give me the tide. God damn it, please. I'm sorry. Stop it. The, the Arca- I, I feel like the Arkansas logic made sense, but it just... Devontae Smith doesn't care about logic. He's just no, going to set not. you on fire. Uh, Bam- Bama is way, way better. Uh, you know, neither one of us have thought Florida was all that good really all year. We like their offense. I, I don't like their defense. I mean, you look at what LSU was able to do to them last week, and a a stunted LSU at that. I I think Bama's just going to slaughter them. Yeah, when Bo Pelini is turning your ass over while still giving up six hundred plus yards, and and you still man like shoe toss aside, what what the fuck were y'all doing in that game? Like it was just, it, it was funny listening to the shutdown full cast uh, about this episode <laughs> that happened there. And it was like, thank God he threw the shoe because at least it was funny. And it wasn't just, oh my God, we lost to LSU. Like they probably still could have lost minus the shoe toss. <laughs> Cause I mean, they were, they were essentially playing for overtime is what was going to happen there. Even against a Bo Pelini defense, they had to settle for a 50 plus yard field goal. Look, the offense is good, but Kyle Trash showed he was human, and you don't need to show Nick Saban that you might have some weakness. They lost the Heisman. They lost the playoff opportunities. Still, one of my favorite things of the weekend was seeing that Texas A&M and Florida playing for their first opportunity at the, the CFP playoffs. And then all of a sudden, after that game, I flipped back over to UCLA SC, and it was just Texas A&M. You've already been written out. You're about to be really written out. Um, have fun. At least you don't have any hope anymore. Bye. <laughs> Roll Tide. All right. That leaves us with one more pick, and we're going to have a tiebreaker element to this. Uh, I probably should. Let me let me actually write something down here, so that way, as, oh, as we're going through things, uh, I will I will type it in the chat. Actually, yeah, you should type so that it in the chat. Yeah, and because I'm picking it, first, it is typed now, and then I can hit enter. All right, cool. That that works. So that way, you know, we're not we're not fucking around. We we take our tiebreakers very seriously. 
Yeah, no, no. Again, going to the prices right. No gamesmanship allowed. You gotta, you gotta make your pick. Yeah. So number three, Clemson, a ten and a half point favorite against number two Notre Dame. Sixty is the total. And, and the first thing when I saw this spread open, it, it initially opened as a touchdown uh, in favor of Clemson. The the tickets and the money have been hitting Notre Dame. Uh, to a and, and this so far, Action Network has the most action. On this game, over 1,700 tickets right now, 58% of the money, uh, excuse me, 58% of the tickets, 78, 76% of the money. So here's the thing. Uh, we haven't been able to talk about disparities like this in a while. Like, that's a pretty even ticket disparity. But what you're seeing is the sharp money's on Notre Dame. Look, I don't think Trevor Lawrence is all of a sudden going to make a team that beat Clemson that much better. Yeah, there's some preparation. That goes into it. You have one of the best players, bar none, in college football. Absolutely. 100% understand that. Notre Dame's also got some weird things going on on their side. They got offensive line injuries. Very well noted. They also have Clark Lee, who is going to go to Vanderbilt. I don't think that's going to be that much of a distraction. I think we've seen the O-line fill in admirably. And Clemson is not without injuries themselves, too. That's the other piece of the puzzle I feel is missing on this. Look, I honestly, truly, hand to God, don't know if Notre Dame's going to win this game or not. I actually do not know who I'm going to pick straight up when I do my uh, pick over on tally site. But man, 10 and a half points. That, that's a, that is basically a two-touchdown game there. I just don't see that these two teams, when they came together, and based on the game we already saw, look, DJ Uyangalele, he just lit it up. And I'm really wondering where Trevor Lawrence supersedes what he can do. Does he hit a couple more deep balls? Well, Clark Lee doesn't get beat too often. That only happened once. And that was Tariq Bracey just quite honestly having a brain fart and covering a route that wasn't there. And beyond that, didn't get beat deep. Yeah, DJ got his. Clemson got theirs. ATN got shit. And that's really been the strategy for Clemson right now. And there's also been the very weird trend of Travis ATN against man-to-man coverage for whatever reason is struggling. And we have seen Clark Lee be very happy to load the box, blitz people to be ultra aggressive and to leave people in man-to-man coverage. I just don't see the 11 point victory happening here. I could very well be wearing blue and gold glasses, but I just don't see it. I just don't see it at all. This is going to be a tighter game. This is a one-score game, at least in my opinion, written all over it. Um, this has the feel to me of Vegas is hoping that the Trevor Lawrence effect will swing more money to Clemson's side, and then immediately all the sharps are like, ah, uh-uh, no. And, and that's what that disparity shows to me. Nearly the tickets are damn near 50-50, but the sharps are on Notre Dame. Man, that doesn't happen too often. I'm going with the sharps here. Give me the Irish. And as far as the total, I'm going over in this one. Um, as much as I would love to say Clark Lee and his swan song in Notre Dame holds Clemson to 20-some-odd points, I really see this game as something like a 38-35 uh, to 35 affair. So I am going. I, I'm not going to say who, who it is yet because I still haven't made up my mind on that. Uh, but I'm, I'm going to uh, see. Let me make sure I'm doing my, my 
So I said 38, 35, right? So let me see. Do the math. That is 73 points. So I'm going high. I'm going real high on that over. Who do you got, Eddie? And what is your total? Well, I'll go ahead and tell you the total first because I already put it into the, the chat on the Zoom for you. All right. I'm going I'm going 56. Woo, I'm actually expecting buddy. a lower scoring game this time. Uh, I wish I hadn't gone so low. I wish I had given myself a little more cushion, but we'll see how that goes. Um, and, and one thing, I, I know you mentioned that you saw an Action Network, because I saw the same, that they said that this game opened at 7.5. Mm-hmm. All I saw on Twitter on Sunday when lines came out was 11. And that or, was, I that, think that one, was one book, a very reputable one, but that was only one book. So there was some weird, somebody had it at 7 at some point that day, because they always yeah. give the more generous line on Action Network. I, I guess. I know that the... I, I, I want to say it was the MGM line, I think, was the first one that came out at 11. And then another one came out at, I think, 10. I never saw seven and a half. So I, I was just I thought that number was weird because I didn't know where that came from. Um, I'm I think this is a one score game. I'm taking the points here. I don't think Notre Dame wins this as I, I hope we do. I hope that we get to go BK Punk and walk out of the ACC with their title, <laughs> never to fucking return. Um, you know, again, we get into, you give Dabo, and more importantly, you give Brent Venables a second shot at you, that's scary. Um, one of the things that I like, you know, you mentioned how Uyangalele got his, and, and Tre- you know, adding Trevor back in, while yes, he's the best quarterback in the country, is it really going to get worse than 400 yards? The other thing that I think Uyangalele brought is there's no tape on him. You didn't know anything about him. Right. Whereas we've you've got the the book pretty well down on Trevor. Now, is part of me scared that Trevor is gonna look across and see Tariq Bracey and like Frieza looking at Krill and think, I've killed you once, haven't I, boy? And just <laughs> bang just sets him on fire, you know, just completely cotton roasts him again like we man. did in the cotton bowl. And, and, you know, is Bracey going to sit there and think, oh, God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, and, and get roasted again? That, that terrifies me. But that being said, centered snap issues aside, which I'm hoping they have spent the last two weeks working out, I feel like the O-line has still played well. Even, you know, the snap issues has really been the only issues with some of the injuries. Uh, and you're getting Kramer back, so you're only really missing one of your guys. Obviously, he's very, very good uh, for with Jarrett, but I think the O-line should be fine. I think this is going to be a lower-scoring game because you give both Venables and uh, Clark Lee a second shot at these offenses. And, you, I mean, it's not like people were holding back in that first game. No, not at all. The the playbook got pretty well emptied out, so you know what you're gonna get. So I think that it's gonna be a lower scoring game. As always with these, it's gonna come down to turnovers. Part of me is scared about that because Notre Dame has not been turning the ball over. But then again, as we talked about before with turnover luck, it all equalizes at some point. So maybe we've just been saving them up for now. You know, I we have professed our love for Kyle Hamilton through the years on this podcast. Kyle Hamilton has not had the year we expected, I think is, is the best way to put it. Obviously he's been great in coverage, but you know, 
We haven't been getting the turnovers that we've gotten in the past. Yeah, it's been more and, shutting down certain areas of the field, very rarely letting people get behind him. He's just been playing solid. He hasn't been, you know, he's, putting he's points been, on the board. Yeah, he's been fantastic, but he hasn't, you know, he doesn't have any of those kind of moments. Right. Uh, although he came close a couple times. If it was ever going to happen, here's the game, bud. Exactly. Uh, and and obviously, you know, Jeremiah Wuskoromoa has been just a, a insane freak of nature this Make entire year. Money. <laughs> I mean, he is, and and since the Clemson game, he's only been playing better. So I think you get an even scarier version of him against this team. Uh, the other thing, look, I'm not going to go full conspiracy theory here. But we all know that the ACC wants a close game here to get both teams in the playoffs. <laughs> this is this is very factual. Um, there's a reason why, even though I'm on the higher end of it, uh, there's a reason why I have this within a field goal. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not saying that the refs are going to do anything untoward, but as bad as ACC refs have been all year, I wouldn't be surprised if the crew chief gets a call from the front from the head office and is like, "Look, you know." We just don't let anybody get too far ahead of anything. It's not like we haven't seen weird ACC ref ship before with Dabo involved. Uh, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> um, so, I look, I, I am hoping we can pull it off. I think seven times out of ten, Clemson probably wins this game. Uh, the, the talent disparity is what it is. They have a, they have a more talented team, and the, the O-line issues definitely have been concerned but this is a incredible football team that Notre Dame has this is not going to be a blowout this is not going to be a a big score disparity here I think this will be a close game and if you can get a couple turnovers who knows man I I will tell you that my local had a plus 315 money line and might have a little sprinkle on there. Just, I, just... I would, I, I would Homer sprinkle the shit out of that. Triple on my money. Yeah. Oh yeah, hell and, yeah. And I'm certainly, certainly not going to have the only two games that I'm against you on the week be on Southern Cal and against Notre Dame. I can, I so cannot, somehow, I cannot believe <laughs> that twelve games come down to and we've only got one. <laughs> So I guess, you know, we don't even need the tiebreak. Well, I guess if there's a push. If it, if it pushes, yeah. yeah I'm, and look, I am not expecting anything beyond potential for craziness. So really, we could figure this shit out by Friday. That's kind of crazy. Yeah, we can figure right. this out by Friday. Uh, so uh, Mrs. Tex is going to be wondering why I'm very invested uh, since I'm not betting on football this year. Why I'm watching SC and Oregon play a fucking Friday night football game. You're one, you're one bet of the year. Exactly, yeah. Because uh, there, there is $100 on the line uh, that is going to charity here. Uh, and uh, I would like to not pay it for once. <laughs> I am over. Uh, you know, Ryan, Ryan, as Notre Dame fans, we love tradition around oh, here. Oh, God. It just, it just seems wrong to break tradition. But it's 2020. Think? Everything's weird. We're in the upside down. It's <laughs> finally yeah, time. If, that's the that's the beauty of this is even if I lose, I'm gonna claim an asterisk and blame it on 2020, <laughs> and it's not gonna count. And honestly, I wouldn't be able to debate it whatsoever. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, the other weird part about this game is when, when I go back and think about it, uh, and we're speaking about you were talking about turnovers earlier. Uh, if Ian Book doesn't cough up the ball towards the end, 
you know, all of a sudden that game looks a lot different. You you don't have an OT thriller by any means. Sure. Um, and then of course you could say, well, if ATN doesn't fumble, if Kyron Williams doesn't, you know, break out with his big play, oh well, maybe if Bracey, you know, plays a little bit better coverage, and and that's the sign of two evenly matched teams. And again, I just and it's not that Lawrence isn't good, but I mean, how much how much better is he going to be able to perform? Like I almost feel like this line's insulting to DJ, man. That kid's good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but at the time, we didn't know. No, we didn't. And, and we were hoping that, look, the stars have aligned. This is the time to bite him in the ass. And then he started playing. And we're like, oh, okay, fuck. <laughs> well, and plus, hey, you never know. Trevor Lawrence may be sitting here like, shit, if I play too well in this game, then the Jets are going to take me first. I really don't want to play for the fucking Jets, so maybe I tank this one. But I've already got rings. I've already got ACC titles. I don't need this shit. But I, I will tell you, as good as it would be uh, to actually, and I want to steal the ACC trophy away, it would just be bonkers hilarity. And again, I, I would love to lean oh. into that. I mean, I'm going to be the worst. I'm going to be such an asshole on Twitter. Oh, if we absolutely. Actually pull it off. Oh, my God. After years and years of join a conference, you're you're too scared. This doesn't count. You're blah, blah. Oh, my God. It would be amazing. Yeah, Did it feel like playing with house money at this point? Like, here are your two possible circumstances, because I feel like and even I think on the Clemson side, I think very few people are predicting uh, a blowout in this game. But so that leaves you with the two most likely possibilities is Notre Dame wins the ACC title. And barring that, you get a chance to maybe see Notre Dame Clemson three for like all the fucking marbles. Like how how awesome is that? Like that is just bonkers. Like in a shitty ass season where where things were rough, if you're able to pull that little rabbit out of the hat, oh, my God. Like that's that's just salivating right there. Have a rubber match in the playoffs potentially for the national title. Oh, that'd be good. That'd be real good. I mean, you've got to do like an inferno match or a hell in the cell match, right? If if we go to a rubber here, three, the three stages of hell. Up. Let's just, let's just oh, wow. lump, lump it all into one. Uh, David Arquette coming out of nowhere. <laughs> oh well, it's gonna be good. So there there you are, and everything. <laughs> I, I am I am legitimately shocked. We've been in lockstep more this season than we have any other season. So I don't know if it's I'm on my game or if you're off your game this season, my friend. <laughs> well, considering we're both under 500, I think we know the answer to that. <laughs> we're, it, I we're mean, both it's going over a, 500 after this week. That would be a a hell of a comeback. You know, even uh, Bill Conley on Twitter the other day was like, man, it's Papoose is having a terrible year. Oh, it's it makes... been getting racked, man. I haven't even been looking at it because of that. Yeah, I, I keep looking at it and sometimes I use it and sometimes I just don't. It's it has been such a bizarre year. Um, you know, all the credit to these players who, you know, they they can't, they haven't been able to go home even on bye weeks or whatever, not getting to see your family having to, you know, not only all of the normal pressures of being a student athlete, but the intense, strict COVID routine stuff. I just, man, I I feel so much for those players. And, and I just, I hope it is worth it for them. I, you know, all of them staying healthy and uh, it's just what a, what a bonkers year, but man, 
I just I just want to play Cult of Personality all week until Saturday. Like if we you know, think of how many people could never talk ever again. Like Miami, you've been in this conference for like 20 years. <laughs> I thought this was it, it's the it's the L Woods from Legally Blonde. Well, you know, what, like it's you hard? went to Harvard. <laughs> yeah, you went to Harvard Law. What? Like it's hard. Like this is this. Uh, y'all keep talking about oh conferences are tough. It's you. It's really great to win a conference championship. It's like I don't know, man. Now, it, now the funny narrative is everybody's shitting all over the ACC right now, which is, I mean, it's because nobody said this kind of shit when Clemson was running roughshod over everything, but now that we're doing it too. <laughs> yeah, just oh man, it would be amazing. Uh, enjoy, kids. In it, seriously, enjoy what football you can. I think a lot of bowl games are getting canceled. I mean, we've already had, I think, 10 or 11 canceled outright. You've had several teams. I mean, hell, it sounds like half the ACC has already said, yeah, we're shutting down. Uh, it's not worth it. We're done. We want to go home. Uh, so, hey, enjoy what we've got. Uh, since we won't talk to you before then, uh, have a, everyone have a Merry Christmas. Uh, happy Hanukkah right now. You know, happy holidays, whatever you celebrate. I hope you enjoy it. Uh, if if you are able to see family, enjoy that time. And for those that can't, it sucks. But you know, we we will get through it. And we're, we're almost there, y'all. A, we're almost yeah. there. Yeah, everyone have a happy holidays, and and we will uh, we'll talk to you before the new year. So we'll get into that then. But oh baby, this would be fucking hilarious. And honestly, isn't that what college football is all about? This is the ultimate chaos that we could have. You've got, I mean, when when even the the SB Nation folks who have, you know, the four and eight jokes went on forever and ever and ever, even they were like, yeah, no, this is the out easy easily the best outcome you could have. This would be the most funny option there is. So, as always, go Irish, El Gambler. All right, y'all, that's going to wrap it up for us. Thank you so much for joining us over here live on twitch.tv slash Sons, And of course, all of you loyal subscribers over on the podcast, which you can find us at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and wherever you happen to find your podcast feeds at. Make sure to go join us at Discord over at HerLoyalSons.com slash Discord. And of course, you can always find us at HerLoyalSons.com. Until next time, y'all, go Irish, beat COVID, beat Tigers, win the ACC. Have a good one. <laughs>